I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 96 of the podcast. Happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and hit that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that's coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. Okay, dads, I have a special election 2018 podcast for you guys today. Most of you dads will be out there voting if you have not already done so. And I am very blessed to have a first class father with me today who is on the ballot in Michigan for the United States Senate. John James is my guest on today's show. And what an amazing resume this family man brings to the table. He is a former Apache pilot with the United States Army. He is a West Point graduate, a successful businessman, and just a wonderful family man. And I am honored to have a few minutes of his time here today because I know his schedule is jam-packed. So please stick around for the interview. I think it is great to see so many of our veterans getting involved in what has become just a vicious political arena. I think our heroes of the armed forces are well equipped to service far better than career politicians who historically just say what they are being paid to say. They make promises that they never intend on keeping. And I think the majority of Americans are sick of political correctness and just sick of politicians themselves. And I was just speaking to former Navy SEAL Mike Ritland about this in my last episode. And uh, I agreed with him that, that that played a major factor in Trump winning the presidency. And speaking of veterans who are running for office, what an absolute disgrace by Saturday Night Live over the weekend who decided it would be funny to make fun of a former Navy SEAL who lost his eye in combat. Dan Crenshaw, who is running for Congress in Texas, became the target of just a horrible joke. So I really just take my hat off to everybody who's running for office. Politics have become so ugly and just downright disgusting that I think people forget that we're on the same team here. We're all Americans. We live in the greatest country in the history of civilization. Let's face it, there is no caravan heading to Canada. There are no boatloads of people dying to break into Mexico. And I pray that it doesn't take another 9-11 for people to just wake up and realize just how blessed we are to be here. And if you come here legally, we're going to call you an American. You can't find that in any other country on earth. Try moving to France and see how long it'll take for them to call you a Frenchman. It ain't never going to happen. So normally, I don't drop Bible quotes on the podcast, but with this politically charged atmosphere right now, I think we could all stand to listen to Matthew 7, 1 and 2, which says, Judge not that you be not judged, for with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged, and with the measure you use it, it will be measured against you. All right, so hopefully we can come together and elect some great men and women who can find a way to lead us back to unity. And if you're listening to this in Michigan, I think you have no better choice or chance for the Great Lake State than my guest today, First Class Father John James. So let me smack you guys with a quick little spot here, and I'll be right back with the candidate himself. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. I cannot say thank you enough to all the listeners out there. You will hear a word from my sponsors in the middle of today's interview. If you would like to help me make First Class Fatherhood ad-free, please consider becoming a supporter of the podcast by hitting the link in the description of today's podcast episode. 
Welcome back to First Class Fatherhood. Joining me now is a first class father. He is running for senator in the great state of Michigan. He is a West Point graduate, a combat veteran, a very successful businessman, and it is a big honor for me to say, John James, welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Hey, thanks for having me on. Okay, John, let's get this started here. How many kids do you have and how old are they? I have uh, two little boys. John is five and Hudson is three. Um, and Liz and I are expecting uh, one more due in February. Wow, awesome. Congratulations on that. Now, do you guys know what you're having yet, or is it going to be a surprise in the delivery room? Well, uh, we're having a third little boy. I, I, I'm terrible at making little girls, but uh, I guess I just need to keep practicing, right? Okay, very cool. Uh, you may be following my blueprint there. My wife and I, we had three boys, and then we were blessed with our little girl at the end. Uh, I can be honest, it was very challenging going from two to three children, but once you master that, going from three to four is a piece of cake. I'll tell Lizzie that. Looking forward to, uh, to having our next one. <laughs> okay. What type of sports or activities are the boys into? Well, uh, I think they're, uh, they're really into Nerf guns and wrestling with each other and uh, uh, soccer. We're trying to get them into uh, just kind of expose them into a lot of stuff. Cause, uh, I mean, they're, they're preschoolers. They, they don't quite know what they don't know yet. So uh, we just actually uh, started John in basketball um, a couple of days ago, and he seems to really be taking a liking to it. So um, they, they like to do anything where their parents are involved. And, uh, and with me being on the road so much, uh, that can be anything from uh, watching a movie to cooking to playing basketball. But uh, I, I think they just, uh, they, they just enjoy being around, uh, being around their dad. Awesome. Okay, John, please take a minute here to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and why you entered the political arena. Well, uh, I have no political background, but I do have uh, experience where I think it counts the most. Uh, I'm a combat veteran. I graduated from West Point in 2004, became a Ranger qualified Apache pilot, flew 750 hours combat in Operation Rocky Freedom. I uh, brought all my aircraft and all my men back home safely, uh, which is the charge of, that, that I have. Uh, I came back to work in the family business, uh, an automotive logistics company headquartered in Detroit. was able to help grow the family business from $35 million to $137 million and added over 100 jobs in a little bit less than five years. I have uh, a master's in supply chain from Penn State University, an MBA from the University of Michigan, and, uh, of course, my undergrad from West Point. So uh, uh, we've been a little bit busy over the past few years uh, in addition to, uh, to growing our family. Uh, I'm getting into this because I think that we need uh, we need someone who can uh, bring people together effectively, somebody who recognizes the value of family, um, someone who uh, who understands how to how to bring people together from the toughest environments, from the battlefield, uh, bring people together to accomplish tough mission, uh, to to business, uh, bring people together to satisfy the customer and continue growing company. I don't think we would have enough people in Washington who have uh, relevant real world experience. And uh, I think that uh, having more states and having more um, having more leadership and less partisanship, I, I think that uh, that's what we truly need in this country. Uh, having people who are doing this for the right reasons, uh, fathers, uh, mothers, uh, people who uh, who are dedicated to uh, protecting the American dream for future generations, uh, I think that's key because we have too many people in Washington right now who are who are legislating futures and regulating futures they're not going to be a part of. We need to have a uh, fresh perspective and people with the right priorities down there. Well said. Yeah, and I think a lot of young men underestimate just how awesome fatherhood is. What are some of the biggest changes you've noticed about yourself since becoming a dad? You hear this all the time. It's, it's, it's almost a cliche, but um, the, the depth of love that you can have for for something 
uh, is, is unexplainable. Uh, and it, children um, can make your heart swell with pride and joy, but they also uh, they they can also break your heart too. Uh, that that's just uh, that's just something that uh, uh, that that is really amazing that uh, that you pour yourself into something. And uh, I, I didn't I didn't I didn't realize that I was capable uh, of a lot of the things that that I've been able to do uh, before I became a dad. Uh, it really truly uh, my my first and foremost relationship is with uh, with God, and then second my wife, and then third my kids. But um, taking care of those little kids who depend on you so much uh, is it, it's, it's just incredible. Uh, what, what those what those little guys can do. All right, I know the military has instilled a great deal of discipline in you, but how are you when it comes to dishing out the discipline to your kids as a parent? Oh, uh, I discipline is not something that I believe can be imposed. I think discipline is. Uh, is a is a state of being. Uh, I recognize that uh, from the best leaders that I've ever that I've ever had, um, children um, may not listen to what you say, but they will never fail to imitate what you do. Uh, I believe that the best way to discipline my children is to show them what I expect, uh, to show them the type of man that I expect them to be. I'm not raising children; I'm raising young men. Uh, I'm raising them to uh, to respect women, to work hard, uh, to uh, respect their elders, to uh, to stand up straight, look people in the eye, shake their hand, uh, don't take no for an answer, um, but uh, uh, but to keep on and strive and persist. Uh, and, and these are all the things that uh, I'm not just telling them, but I'm showing them. I'm showing them that uh, we need to put service before self. I'm showing them uh, that it's important uh, to to respect everyone and to love everyone. I'm showing them that uh, God needs to be a central figure in our lives. Uh, I, I'm showing them uh, the, the way I want them to be uh, as men, uh, and I think that uh, when they when they hit the uh, uh, the guardrails every now and then, uh, of course, a little swat on the backside or a timeout uh, is it, it, it may be warranted. But I, I found that those are uh, those uh, those occasions come few and far between because uh, if they're if they're emulating uh, good positive behavior. Uh, I find they generally respond to that. All right, it is now time for a word from today's sponsors, and I'll be right back with more of the action on First Class Fatherhood. Good stuff, yeah. And something that I speak about quite a bit on the podcast is that it seems like the family unit is under attack in this country through movies and media. And once the family structure is broken down and family values are cast aside, the results are just devastating for everyone in the society. Uh, do you agree with that? And how can we make family values take center stage in this country? I, I totally believe that. I, I think that uh, um, the, the the nuclear family, as we traditionally know it, um, um, creates a, a sense of, of otherness for folks who may come from broken homes. And that's why uh, I believe that it's been portrayed uh, as, as something that is obsolete. Uh, I absolutely think that's wrong. I, I do believe... I mean, science will even show the most successful children come from um, come from very strong, stable, um, uh, successful uh, nuclear families. Uh, I think that's the, the I talk all the time about my values, faith and family, uh, and I, I truly believe that the foundation of this country, the infrastructure that we're neglecting the most, is the strength of the family. Uh, when you take a look at the most successful children, again, they they come from the strongest, most stable. 
uh, uh, families. And I think that uh, portraying families in a more positive light, uh, I think that getting men to step up uh, and, and, uh, and not uh, shirk their duties uh, is, is uh, in taking care of their kids. Uh, I think that uh, we have a fatherhood problem in this country, and uh, we need to address that. We need to do everything that we can to get people the resources they need to take care of their families uh, and, and address the issues. And uh, I think that until we address uh, the, the issues with broken families in this country, uh, we're going to be going around and around in circles uh, because you, you can't replace families with, with food stamps. You can't replace parents with programs. Uh, you, you need to make sure that we're, we're growing our kids uh, into being uh, responsible, uh, contributing adults. And the best way to do that is to make sure that we have uh, uh, healthy, uh, strong, and functional families. Yeah, awesome. Very well said. I couldn't agree more. And that's a big part of the reason why I started this podcast here was just to celebrate fatherhood. You know, fatherhood rocks, family values rule is something that I say often. And it's about trying to change that mindset amongst young men that fatherhood is not something to avoid. It's really something to embrace. Yeah, I um, I don't believe that there's, other than being a, a Christian and a husband, I don't believe there's anything uh, uh, more positive that I can be doing in my entire life than uh than raising my kids and raising them well. Okay, one thing that's big with me is reading with my kids, so I'm curious, what type of books do your kids enjoy reading or having you read to them? Well, uh, my kids are uh, fairly young. I uh, uh, Their favorite book right now is Good Night, Good Night Construction Site. Anything with uh, with trucks or, or planes or, or dinosaurs, or uh, they, they love it. But uh, uh, we're reading a whole bunch of different books. There's uh, There are certain programs out there. I think uh, Amazon has a program where, uh, you can you can be a part of a, a book club thing, and uh, they send you new books uh, on a periodical basis, uh, once a week. So uh, sometimes when I get back home, I, uh, I we break out some books and just read, and they pick the books they want to read, uh, and we go through. But uh, I, I I really like um, the uh, the devotional books. I really like the uh, uh, the, the the books where like encyclopedias, uh, the children encyclopedias, so they can see things. Uh, around them because I mean, we're, we're in Michigan right now, uh, but there, there are books that show areas of the world that, that they can begin to develop a curiosity about, and then we can, we can set their minds free so they can begin to ask questions and, and, uh, and aspire to, to kind of not just what they want to be, but who they want to be. Uh, so uh, we, I think that opening books and, and, and opening their minds and allowing their imaginations to run wild uh, is part of what my job is as a father to help my kids uh, not just uh, know what to think, but how to think as well. Very cool. All right, John, last thing I'm going to hit you with here. I know time is tight. I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about-to-be father who's out there listening? The best advice I can give new dads is don't forget about your wife. Um, the, the the strongest relationship that you need that you need to have is uh is that one with with your with your wife um from from my case uh you, your wife your partner in crime uh that that woman you put your life to um you are teammates and uh you will be drawn maybe to your work you will be drawn maybe to your kids but uh they're uh the, the kids will be fine the, the children benefit from strong marriages but uh but marriages that uh that always focus on the children Sometimes can run the risk of uh, of hitting rocky patches. Uh, make sure that the, for new dads, because it's tough, it's really tough. 
Um, but the, the best thing that you can do for the kids is make sure you stay married. All right. Well said. I love the message. This country definitely needs more first class fathers like you to step up and lead the way for the next chapter of America's future. I just want to say first, thank you for your service and thank you very much for giving me a few minutes of your time right here on First Class Fatherhood. Yes, sir. God bless. All right, John James, everybody get out there and vote. I'll be right back after a quick spot. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to John James for giving me a few minutes of his time here. That was pretty cool. Please hit me up on Twitter. Drop me a DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to hear your feedback. I hope your voting experience out there is a quick and pleasant one. And be sure to lock it in here to First Class Fatherhood for Wednesday, episode 97. I will be joined by entrepreneur and top 10 keynote speaker, according to Forbes, David Meltzer will be my guest for episode 97. And then Friday for episode 98, high performance coach and CEO of Fit Body Bootcamp, Bedros Koulian will be dropping by. So please get out there and vote. That's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. You've been listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We're fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers. Tall as a tree, and a soft feeling so.